is going on and welcome to the Catalyst of Development podcast, where our purpose is to help you find yours. And our vision, well, our vision is to communicate your purpose so clearly that you're inspired to see it within yourself and begin walking in that purpose. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, what can I say? It's uh, It's been a while since I've been on, so before I even get in, let me thank you for your patience. Right, we had some life issues come up, and then uh, you know this little thing, uh, this this little thing that we're going through right now, COVID nineteen, kind of kind of hopped in. So we've been dealing with those. So I know it's been a little bit, but I appreciate your patience in getting to this, which is episode twelve, and is part four of our four part self series. So this is the the final part of our self series. You know, it was funny when we we're wrapping this up everything is going to culminate with what we discussed today and it was actually ralph waldo emerson who once said that the only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be so today part four that is exactly what we're going to be discussing we're going to be discussing self-actualization so what is that well, this is perfect, right? I'm going to hit on three kind of key topics that I think we all need to kind of understand and get a grasp on. Uh, the first thing we're going to touch on is what is it? You know, what actually is self-actualization? And we're going to go through a quick history lesson when we discuss this. Then the second point I'm going to hit on is what does it mean for us? What are the qualities of being self-actualized or what does self-actualized look like when we look at it? Uh, within somebody and then lastly the third and final point that we're going to hit on is how do we continue this journey or even start this journey how do we progress toward being self-actualized so before we begin like i i want to ask you a few kind of rhetorical questions first being have you ever felt like there's something missing like you just had that feeling kind of in your stomach that there's just something missing, like almost like I'm unfulfilled. Like there's more to life than what I'm actually experiencing. And the funny thing is, is part of the reason why I had to take that little break, why I had to kind of pause X and take a step back is I was feeling some of these very things. And I know a lot of you out there listening right now have felt these very things, you know, that there's more to life, that you almost feel unfulfilled, that you're going to work every day, but you're not quite sure it's your, it's your purpose or it's your calling. And I'm hoping today as we discuss and kind of dive into self-actualization, I'm hoping that we'll, we'll begin to answer some of those questions today. But before we can even start answering them, we all must understand what self-actualization is. So main point one, <laughs> what is it, right? A lot of you may recall hearing it before a lot of you may have been like man that sounds really familiar well i'm gonna tell you it's it's actually where i pick it up from is from a world-renowned psychologist dr abraham maslow and what many of you may remember is maslow's hierarchy of needs start to ring a bell now all right so if you will imagine a pyramid Right? We'll say it's, it's five levels. 
this pyramid is five levels, level one being at the bottom, which is the foundation, and level five being at the top. That's the, that's the tip of the pyramid, right? So we're gonna break down those five levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Level one, psychological needs. Now these are your basics, right? I mean, bare minimum basics. This is food, water, sleep, breathing, right? That's your level one. We then transition up to level two, and these are our safety and security needs. Now this is like body, employment, resources, family, health, shelter. Those are your safety and your security needs. Level three is your love and belonging needs. Now this is your family, friendships, connectedness, feeling like you're, you're, you're part of a tribe. We'll transition up to level four, which are our self-esteem needs. This is self-love, confidence, achievement, respect, significance, and value. And then finally, the fifth, the, the top of the pyramid, is self-actualization. This is self-development. This is being your best self. This is reaching your fullest potential. This is continued growth. Self-actualization is the top of the pyramid. When we break this pyramid down even further, we can say levels one and levels two, which are psychological needs and safety and security needs, we do pretty well, right? That, the, these are the things that we kind of make sure that we're, we're meeting them or at least having them met. Food, water, sleep, breathing, right? Check, 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 check. I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this has, has done those. And then we start getting into safety and security, you know, our body, our employment, our resources, family, health shelter right the first two we actually do pretty well but then we transition up to the third and the fourth phases stages whatever you want to call them right third love and belonging needs this is that family friendship connectedness right and then fourth the self-esteem needs this is the self-love the confidence the respect the significance now although we may do the first two pretty good the third and the fourth ones, we don't necessarily hit the nail on the head every time with these, right? We're, we're missing the boat on these. Not only that, the organizations that we work for are missing the boat on these sometimes as well, which brings us to our fifth phase. And if we're really good at the first two, not so good at the third and fourth, I'm going to tell you we're really bad at that fifth, at that tip of the pyramid, that self-actualization, because... We're neglecting so much of the lower needs that we can't even begin to focus on becoming our best selves or reaching our fullest potentials because there's other areas or other needs that haven't been met yet, right? So we are really bad when it comes to the self-actualization piece, the tip of that pyramid. So that's kind of how I'm going to direct this entire conversation. That's kind of where I want our mindset to be. I know it was a quick little brief history lesson, but... It's just remembers is Dr. Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So part two, what does this mean for us? What are the, the qualities of a self-actualized person? What do I see when I look at somebody who has really started to grasp the self-actualization piece in their lives? All right, so I've broken down kind of 10 qualities of a self-actualized person. No specific order, right? But when I think of self-actualization, this is what I think of of somebody and what they embody, right? So number one, self-aware, right? High levels of emotional intelligence. Self-actualized people are very self-aware. 
they're very in tune with their emotional intelligence. They understand how to, uh, in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? They understand how to read their own emotions as well as read others' emotions, right? Number two, they take ownership of their lives and are disciplined with their choices and our decisions. Self-actualized people take ownership, right? They don't give that power to somebody else. Everything within their control is in their control. Number three, self-actualized people are selfless and they care about others, right? They understand that the world is bigger than just them. Number four, self-actualized people have an abundance, not a scarcity mindset, right? There's enough for all. When one wins, we all win, right? They're grateful for what they have. When I think about this, I think about, you know, people always come up to you in the hallways at work or, you know, as you're walking down the street and they're like, hey, how you doing? And we always give them the kind of generic, oh, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. We always give them kind of the generic answer. Well, I've started trying to come up with like, like fancy little slogans and catchphrases to catch people off guard or I'll say them to make sure that they're paying attention, right? Because I'm grateful for what I have. So when people ask me, you know, hey, how you're doing? I'll be like, blessed but not satisfied. Outstanding but improving. Less than perfect but better than good. Hey, how you doing? If I wasn't here, I wish I would have been. Hey, how you doing? Any better? There need to be two of me. Right? Hey, how are you doing? Great but still growing. Right? These are some of the things that I've kind of come up with in little catchphrases. So if you have any more, man, let me know. I'll add them to my repertoire and just keep tossing them out of people, man. You'd be surprised at the looks you get when you say things like this. They're like, what? Or what really catches people off guard is if you ramble off like three or four of those in a row. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I just asked how you were doing. I ain't asked for all that. Right? So, but yeah, self-actualized people have an abundance, not a scarcity mindset. Right? Number five. Self-actualized people are lifelong learners, right? They are always in the pursuit of reaching their fullest potential, right? They always strive for it. They always strive for it. There is always something that they know they could be better than. Number six, self-actualized people are open-minded and humble. They keep their egos in check. I made the comment the other day uh, when I was talking to some individuals, I listened with the intent to be influenced, right? Because I know I don't always have the right answers. I don't always have the perfect solution. So I listen to others with the intent to be influenced. And what that does is it keeps me open-minded to what they're saying, right? I try not to let my ego get in check. I think as human beings, we are naturally egotistical. It's, it's really hard not to think about ourselves more than we think about others. And what people try to do is minimize self and increase others. And what that does is it limits your ego. It's one thing to be confident. It's another thing to look down at your nose at people, right? So self-actualized people are open-minded and humble, and they always keep their ego in check. Number seven, self-actualized people are realistic and they're resilient. They understand perceptions and expectations versus reality. You know, a lot of the times when we deal with disappointment, it's not the, the act that disappointed us. It's not the situation that disappointed us. It's that the situation and or the act, act did not meet our expectations. 
So you're not disappointed at said individual. You're disappointed that said individual didn't meet your expectations. Now, I'm not telling you to lower your expectations. Heaven forbid, if, if you know your worth, then you go out and you get what you're worth. But understand that there is a huge difference between expectations and reality. All right. Number eight, self-actualized people live in the present moment. They learn from the past. They look forward to the future, but they live in the now. We talked about this in the last episode when it came to flow state. Right? I always try to get in some kind of flow state. That that state of being where when you start to when you start to work on something and you look up and all of a sudden two hours have passed. And it doesn't matter what it is. I could be putting together a podcast. I could be hanging out with my kids. I could be spending quality time with my wife. I could be at work completely zoned in on something that I'm passionate about. Then all of a sudden I look up and lo and behold, two or three hours have passed when it's only felt like 10 or 15 minutes. That's being in the flow state. That's being in the now. Self-actualized people live in the now. Number nine, self-actualized people are comfortable being themselves. They have a sense of belonging, not just fitting in. So many people change who they are to fit in. So many people will dim their light just because it's shining in somebody else's eyes. Self-actualized people are comfortable being themselves, even if other people don't necessarily agree. This is one of the things that I personally struggle with the most. I find myself biting my tongue. I find myself not speaking my, my full truth, right? I don't, and I don't know if it's because I'm trying to live up to something or not to step on toes, but it's something that I'm making a conscious a conscience effort to improve and number 10 and the final um, quality of a self-actualized person is they live on purpose for a purpose they are intentional with their lives they are intentional with their decision making they are intentional with their actions they don't willy-nilly just go about life right they live on purpose for a purpose so those are some of the qualities of a, of a self-actualized person. That's what it means for us. That's what we can look forward to should we start traveling down the path to becoming more self-actualized. You know, and when you, th when you hear some of these qual qualities, you know, self-aware, emotional intelligence, taking ownership, selfless, abundance, lifelong learners, open-minded, realistic, live in the present moment, comfortable being themselves, live for a purpose. Man, don't those things sound great, right? Who wouldn't want those qualities? Now, these qualities start to answer some of the questions that I opened up with, some of those unfulfilled questions, some of those there's more to life questions. That's what these qualities will start answering for you, which brings me to point number three. How do we start and or continue the journey how do we progress towards self-actualization? Now, this is where this entire four-part series really comes together. And I encourage you, I implore you that if you missed the first three episodes, please go back and listen because everything's going to tie together right now. So I believe that there are five steps that we must take in order to progress towards self-actualization. Step number one. You must be self-aware. You must have a deep understanding of yourself. You must know your strengths and your areas of improvement. You must have a deep need 
a deep desire for growth, right? This can come through assessments and feedbacks. Oh, FYI, this was part one of our series, self-awareness. In doing this, you admit and understand that there is more to life. There will always be more to life. And we kind of acknowledge that and we embrace it and we try to tackle that. We don't stress ourselves out. We don't pull our hair out. We don't do any of that, but we, we acknowledge it for what it is. And then we make conscious efforts to try to get closer to it. But the first step is you have to be self-aware. Step number two, self-love. Funny enough, this was part two of our series, right? After self-awareness, if you dig really deep and swim in the deep end, as I talked about in episode one, you're going to have some eye-opening aha moments. And some of it may punch you in the gut. You've got to have a a foundation of self-love to be able to accept, acknowledge, and grow through that. We talked about being imperfectly perfect. I think that's an awesome way to capture this is you are imperfectly perfect. You are exactly who you are right now, where you need to be. It doesn't mean you don't need to improve. It just means that you are perfect right now, being imperfect. I also like the uh, the flossum. I, um, I actually have a, a hat that uh, a couple of my, my buddies made me. It says flossum on it. Flossum means that, yes, I have flaws, but I'm still pretty awesome, right? I'm flossum. I accept and embrace my flaws. I'm working on my flaws. I understand what my flaws are, but I'm still pretty damn awesome. Self-love. Step number three, you've got to take some ownership. You have to take ownership and responsibility for your life. You are in control. It's about time you take it. You own 100% of your decisions and the consequences of those decisions, whether or not good or bad. Your life is a reflection of your decisions and your habits. You need to stop blaming others. You need to stop playing the victim, right? I can look at your life right now and we can travel it back and you are exactly where you are because of the decisions that you've made. Now, I get it. Other people, other situations, they play a role in that. But to say that it is their fault to blame them gives them all the power. Because if what I'm going through is 100% your fault and I give you all that power, that means there is nothing in my control that I can do to come out of it. Do not give your power away. Take ownership. Step number four, you've got to be self-disciplined. This goes back to part three of our series, self-discipline, right? Self-aware, self-love, we've taken ownership. Now we have to be disciplined enough to start setting goals and achieving them to improve on those areas of improvement, right? We have to identify those things, situations, or people in our lives that are holding us back. Develop a roadmap, a strategy to achieve your goals. I'll give you a little pro tip here. If you're really self-aware, you know where your strengths lie and your weaknesses. You need to rely on your strengths to help improve your weaknesses. Your strengths and your weaknesses will tie together some way. 
And if you can figure out how to do that, your areas of improvement will start diminishing really quickly. Right? But you've got to be self-disciplined enough to develop a plan to move forward. And number five, the final step of progressing towards self-actualization is you have to be a lifetime learner. The second you feel like you have arrived, you've already lost. The second you feel like you have nothing else to learn, you've already lost. Now, I think we can all agree that we never just remain the same, right? I'm different today than I was yesterday, right? I'm a, I'm a day older. My, some cells have gone away. You know, maybe I got a little bit more facial hair. I could be smarter, right? I could be wiser. I could have learned something yesterday that I brought into the day. I am not the same person, although the, the change might be very minute that it's impossible to see. I'm not the same person, right? Our cells regenerate. Our skin, like you are, you are physically not the same person from day to day to day. So if we're not even the same person as we were yesterday, we sure ain't the same person that we were last week or last year. And we can talk knowledge, education, family, friends, everything. So we are either growing or getting worse. We're either progressing or we're not like there's, you can't be stagnant. So you're either moving in a positive or you're moving in a negative. We can agree on that, right? Yes. All right. I'm going to say you went ahead and agreed right there. <laughs> so if we can agree on that, then we can also agree on that you were either getting stronger or you're getting weaker. You're either building or you're breaking down. You're either improving or you're declining. You're either growing or destroying. Developing or decomposing. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. The choice is yours. And that's the great part about self-actualization. And that's the great part about being self-disciplined and taking ownership and having self-love and being self-aware is that the choice is 100% yours. You can be either or of any of these things, but the choice is yours. You have to understand that we, as a whole, when I'm speaking on everybody, we will never, ever be perfect. And that is okay. Because that just means we have room to grow and improve and get better. So I want you to go back to those, those questions I asked before. Right? I want you to start feeling more fulfilled. I want you to start reaching your fullest potential. If you wake up every morning like I do sometimes with that pit in your stomach and know that there's something more out there, that maybe I'm not walking in the path of, of my purpose. Maybe I'm not chasing after my calling. I, I want you to stop feeling. I want you to start living out your best life and becoming more self-actualized will get you to that point. I suggest, I highly suggest, I recommend, I implore, I beg that you go back and you listen to the first three parts of this series so you have a great understanding of self-awareness, self-discipline, self-love, and then self-actualization. There's a reason I pieced this together the way I did because it, it was building blocks, it was stepping stones to get us to this point because I honestly, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, want the best for you. I'm not only speaking to the folks that are listening, I'm speaking to myself. What you have to decide is what you want your life to be. Like, you're forever, right? Your forever is going to end. And let's just say your forever 
was ending tomorrow, would this be how you wanted to spend your life? Did you fulfill everything that you wanted to fulfill? Nothing's guaranteed. You know this. I'm preaching to the choir right now. Stop being afraid and start being you. The best you. Again, thank you for your patience in uh, me getting this, this part four of this series out. Um, again, life issues, right? A little COVID issues, but I got to it because I owed it to you and I didn't want you waiting any longer. As always, thank you for spending time with me today. Thank you for allowing me to invest in you. Until next time, make sure my stuff's good, right? Until next time, continue unlocking the code to reaching your fullest potential. Be a catalyst, not just for you, but for all those around you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep taking care of one another.